0: Hello and welcome back to the 2020-30 podcast and our very first edition in 2024. I hope you had a good start into the year and I wish you obviously a happy and uh, healthy year and I'm extremely happy to be back here now and grateful to have the first guest for the year and I'm a bit extra excited, uh, A, because I know her already for quite a while um, and we only recently, um, last year or last one and a half years, got back in touch a bit. Um, it's definitely a, a role model of sustainability in fashion for myself and I possibly for some of you. And I'm extremely happy to start the year with her because we are also teasing a report that we are publishing now um, uh, with a press conference at the Next uh, Seek and its Conscious Club on the 16th of January. And uh, we are very excited to push this report out because we believe it should have a very positive impact on the development of the sustainable fashion uh, community and uh, of its market share, actually, at the end of the day. So I um, stop teasing you now, and I would love to kickstart our um, program by introducing our guest. It's UTP P., from ivalo.com and you can hopefully pronounce your last name better yourself and introduce you quickly and maybe you can also look back a moment and, and recall when we first met because that's kind of a historic moment for myself and if you look back now um, it's been in a context that doesn't exist anymore the Green Showroom and the Essie Fashion Show
1: uh, Yes, we met uh, 10 years ago uh it was my first time in the berlin fashion week as an in influencer for instagram and uh yes we met then and uh it's it's wonderful to see that people are still working in this industry because i remember you being super passionate about everything that's why i loved you so so it's it's like always um uh, because sometimes when you're working with sustainability it feels like um uh not everybody is so uh, passionate about this. <laughs> so it's always nice to meet people that actually are and are pushing for things to go forward. But yes, that's what I remember. you And the mustache, of course. The mustache is
0: legendary. <laughs> well, many things have changed since then. But you were working uh, or you had a book out that was obviously, I mean, besides uh, uh, just your personality and also your passion, was impressing me was uh, you were writing already about, well, upcycling and all kinds of um, things that really were not that big yet. And you already had a book out there, which was called Trashen, if I recall correctly. Unfortunately, it was never translated into English, or was it? I never found
1: a book agent. Uh, I had a book contract, (laughs) but I didn't dare to sign it without an agent. And I guess it's it's one of those career things that you know I could have gone to a very different path, but yes, uh, I I started writing a um, sustainable fashion blog back in 2007, which turned out to be the world's first um, sort of like fashionable uh, recycle fashion blog, and it was really popular uh, uh, back in the day, and uh, that turned into a book about uh, recycle fashion and upcycling. And uh, after that, it turned into an Instagram account. Um, and uh, yeah, after that, con- an, a consulting career in sustainable fashion. And now as the head of sustainability for iVolo. So it's it's been a nice career. <laughs> Which
0: is also kind of closing circles in a certain way. Since maybe, I mean, we, we should probably introduce iVolo.com also uh, briefly. Um, but for sure, ivelo.com has a lot to do also with Instagram um, so and, and obviously uh, communication in general. So maybe uh, we can kickstart it for our audience um, that we want to kind of uh, get interested obviously also in the fashion purpose report that we are uh, publishing next week. Um, maybe we can introduce them a little bit to ivelo from the point of view. Yeah, why does it exist in the the first place? What's your? Obviously, you came to the team now a bit later. Ivlo already exists for quite a while as a successful startup, um, I would claim. Um, But yeah, maybe you can explain what Ivlo does a bit from this uh, point of view. Like, you know, what's the reason for its existence from a purpose point of view and from a sustainable fashion point of view?
1: Um, Ivlo.com is a retail platform. Our business core is finding the best sustainable brands out there and introducing them uh with their collections to the consumer Um, the way that we approach this is that we have our own validating system um that every brand goes through um and uh they are every brand is validated by a critic which is me (laughs) and the bar is very high um i'm very proud of that and uh so so all uh, all the uh, all the people that are coming to the platform looking for any types of products we have a very wide selection of of fashion items and um, they can be sure that all the pieces are actually sustainable and uh, we also tell them how so i i feel like we are um the uh, the system is very good it's something that the market has been missing um since you know, there have have been platforms that have been selling sustainable brands and have had like selections of sustainable brands and products. But uh, I feel that we sort of um, made it deeper and wider and we attend, tend to keep it that way.
0: I mean, obviously, we we also met again, as I announced at the beginning of the podcast, through Ivalo, uh, com because... Um, we started working together on a new set of sustainability criteria on on the further development. And that's what uh, created what you are calling now the 360 sustainability validation. Can you maybe elaborate a little bit uh, more about that? So obviously it's the entry point. So every brand that is on the uh, ioflow.com website, on the platform that is being sold through your marketplace, uh, has to go through this process so what is special about the 360? The
1: 360 validation process it uh, measures the brands in eight different categories uh, and uh, usually when we look at sustainability it's uh, the ESG um, different categories but we've added quite a few of them because a textile industry does have a very specific um, sustainability criteria and and areas and there's also a um, an added uh, category which is inclusion which hasn't really been measured in 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 a lot of ways in different platforms so so it is quite um a wide system that we're using and uh, the brands have to fill out a form we'll see it through if there are any questions that we feel like we need clarification we'll contact the brands again and uh, make sure that we get all the answers and uh then we're able to um, give them points, and uh, those points you can you can see on the site because uh, all the consumers are able to view the brand result, the 360 result um, within those eight different categories. And the idea is not to rank the brands in any way because sustainability is really hard, and uh, and it's not about you know how good or bad uh, you are. It's about like. In these this specific category, like how are you doing and what type of actions you are doing, and I feel that also what the market has been missing so far is like a more detailed tool to see specific types of um, uh, sustainability categories, like how how they how the brand is doing in them, because uh, all the consumers, all of us, we have very different personal values. Uh, some people think the. Uh, um, carbon footprint is the most important thing some people think that it's uh, living wages uh, human rights in general uh, some people are very avid uh, animal rights uh, you know people some some people just you know uh, like like that taxes are paid so so we all have like very different uh, set of values and i feel that uh, the Evola.com 360 validation system just like lets you know exactly what the brand is doing um, so you're able to go and see which ones are the best for you
0: I liked i, I like to think you once coined it in this way like it's comparable transparency and I guess I mean yeah that the, the difference to maybe other platforms I mean there's I mean I always uh, was grateful that the thing like good on you exists where they kind of started really helping to sort the market and get an idea of, of like what brands are doing but now the difference is um, is that you can compare it in a different way. And, and, and at the same time, like you say, you try to not create this hierarchy of a normal rating, but more a transparency between different approaches or and and kind of bringing some camp, comparability in the game. Huh? Um, how would you say then, how is this benefiting also the brands? Because, I mean, this is obviously, I think what I'm most excited about. If you now look into the, the fashion report, um ivlo.com has been collecting this data from brands um and and now with the second generation of sustainability criteria uh, with the 360 validation system there's kind of a very elaborated uh, a lot of data that you collect from the brands and that they give to you um well, kind of personal internal data at the end of the day so how do you um how do you see the potential there um, after how many years of running Ivalo?
1: Ivalo has been around for six years
0: but six years this now. is the
1: uh, the second like the 2.0 version of of our validating system yeah so,
0: so like there's but there's years of kind of experience and data collecting yes. and now like at least uh, one two years of really intensive uh, very broad sustainability checking so what 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 can we expect now or what can our audience um, look forward to when we publish this uh, fashion purpose report? Where can we? Um, what kind of data feedback can you give to the brands now, and how will they benefit from from all these learnings through the system?
1: Um, well, the report is going to be filled with like amazing insight and a lot of different issues. Uh, I, I feel that when, I mean, I've personally spoken to a majority of the brands on our platform because that's that's my job. So. Um, I feel that Evola.com has like a very good understanding on on how brands relate to each other and what are like the key like like pain points that they have in their sustainability work, and then we're able to give them ideas how to solve those pain points uh, and how to bring forward for the brands. I think it it's uh, sustainability work can be sometimes very lonely, and uh, you know when you're focusing on your production and Uh, your um, product development it sometimes feels quite unfair Mm -hmm. that you know the consumer wants everything they want it you know ecological they want it ethical they want all of these things and you're just trying to create an awesome product Um, and I feel that uh, with our validation system first of all Somebody from the outside is looking at it because uh, in the sustainability marketing, it's very hard to convince the consumer yourself that your brand is actually doing what what they are doing. So even though we are not a official organization or like a certi- certificate or anything, but uh, our system is a very... Um, it's the best commercial system out there. So, so we are able to put a stamp on it, like the Evola.com stamp, that, you know, you're good at this and you're good at that, but, you know, this you should do better. And, but it, we can also tell, it'll help, help them to understand what they can do to better their uh, system. And because we are uh, seeing, you know, tens of thousands of customers on the platform every month. Um, you know, we also know what the customer wants, what they're interested in. So this is like a, it's a very interesting party. <laughs> it's a interesting mix to combine all of this.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, because then, I mean, you have so much kind of knowledge based on on the years of data collecting, how to communicate with con- conscious consumers mainly. Yeah. I mean, I think that's, that's obviously also, if you compare iVelo to, to other bigger uh, platforms, um, I guess the main really special points are uh, it's mimicking the conventional business, but it definitely it has evolved to a much higher purpose kind of orientation. Uh? So there's this the whole target group of of is very much these conscious consumers. However, we're gonna define them exactly, exactly. But it's 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 it, I think one one thing that that uh, your your ceo matti once told me was that there's a really impressively low uh, return rate of products for example which showcases that the consumer relationship is super strong and also that it is quite conscious consumers because they they are conscious also about uh, these kind of logistic aspects etc mm.
1: and it makes it makes it really a lot easier for them because it's um, from um, uh, from my experience in the uh, uh, Instagram influencing work, it's um, many of my followers always tell me that it's it's much nicer to shop at a brand when you have somebody who knows about these things, who is in the business, and who is a very you know ha- who has a critical point of view uh, that cannot be bought, that is actually looking through all of these things uh and uh, and uh, even though um you know evola.com is a, a retail operator we still uh are seeing it through a very critical lens so so i feel that um that sort of trust uh comes through with our customers and uh so th- they don't have to they they just you know need to pick a color and they can be sure that it's it's good
0: but but i mean yeah but i think i mean that's an interesting approach uh I feel this is very specifically looking into that specific target group and only having, I mean, in both sides, huh? the, the, the target group on the brand side, it's only sustainable, orientated, sustainability driven brands. And you check that through the C60 system. And then on the other hand, you only target conscious consumers. So it's a really interesting matchmaking process that this ivloo.com platform was focused on, um, and 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 now after I mean that's what where I wanted to go to actually after so many years of collecting data now with the report I think it's the first time where you can really officially besides your personal conversations with brands officially kind of give back in 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 the shape of a report in the market overview um, okay where do where do we all stand uh, I mean how many brands was it that you kind of that went through the system now and where you can say ah look um, this is really maybe the first overview of uh, sustainable fashion brands with their inside data on on yeah where where they are orientated at and and how they operate in at least in the communication sense isn't it
1: yes um the um, so far we have validated about 180 plus brands um the uh the, the report itself contains the information about 130 um and uh, we limit that to the brands that are live at at ebola.com right now so so we have uh, their updated information yes because the the thing about sustainability data is that it changes all the time one of the reasons why how we do this is that uh the brand in order for them to get in they need to get through the validation but also uh they need to update their score once a year so it's uh it's it's not just you, you do it once and then it's fine. But, you know, you have to constantly, just like with certificates or labels, you have to constantly prove that, you know, your, um, your production is still uh, on point to what it was before. Yeah, I
0: mean, sustainability, I mean, I think that's one of the really important basic uh, definitions. Huh? It's, it's always a process. I mean, sustainability, from my understanding, is always... You can only be sustainable compared to something. And so usually you compare your sustainability uh, performance to the average of the industry or of a sector or whatever. And in that sense, there's always space to grow. eh? I mean, yeah. And and so, yeah, I I appreciate obviously a lot that you also kind of keep running the system so that there's every year updates so we can see the development. And I I guess also that's the exciting thing. Now... I'm super excited to put this report out with you and to see the reactions and to see, um, also get feedback obviously from the community and understand, is this helpful? How is it helpful? Maybe um, they need other um, input. Um, But I I hope really that don't want to be kind of too uh, too ambitious, but um, we all should be ambitious in these times. That this can be a bit of um, the, there's a sustainability version of the state of fashion, uh, where we really kind of try to uh, listen to to the whole that sector, but also then kind of play back to the sector so that they can really gain from the insights that that they also provide.
1: Absolutely. Uh, sustainability is like a one-bit community and that's that's what we're trying to do we're trying to get the customers away from the so-called bad brands (laughs) and the brands that aren't doing enough and not committing to these things and uh and uh, personally i i feel that um especially smaller brands are one of in, in the key positions in sustainability because we don't have a business unless the customers uh believe that you know they can find the products so and the smaller brands especially they bring in the variation into the um to the selection and uh but obviously smaller brands they need much more support and help within communication and also like um uh, uh using the right term- terminology and all of this so i feel that evala.com I- is, is in a position to help them um, because I mean, I, what I what I usually say is is that uh, sustainability is like a marathon, but the finish line is moving constantly further and further off. So that's that's like that's that's the business, but it's fine. It's fine. You just need to you know somebody to push you every now and then to to get you into the right direction and also to. I feel that sustainability is the kind of business that you need also support from other brands. You need to, this is, this is why, why I feel that Seek and Seek well, is like a collaboration. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I mean,
0: how, how is sustainability development ever going to work? I mean, that's the problem, which I'm on the big, big picture. If you think we think we are so knowledgeable as humanity, we know about the climate change for so many decades now, and we haven't done anything. And that is, I think, very strongly because we haven't managed to come up with a, culture or a, a really a, a stronger sense for collaboration on this i mean it's it's still everybody fighting for themselves um obviously mostly for their own gains um but yeah i mean i think also this is being reflected now if, if you look into the eu strategies um things like the european bauhaus where they the the president of the um, EU Ursula von der Leyen is is stressing that the creative and uh, cultural industries have such an important role now to play by implementing sustainability. And because at the end, if we want to get to a more sustainable uh, society and, and, and like planetary, running our planetary systems in a more sustainable way again, I think it's not that the responsibility is on every individual consumer, but we do need Many or most people to to play along and, and and be interested in in a in a sustainable future. Huh? So to bring them in, I think in general that's actually where fashion has even the bigger potential. Obviously, we all need to change the supply chains in fashion. We know how much bullshit there is, and this is partly really nasty. So a, a big task. But I, I quite often feel in terms of this cultural role. Fashion um, is a communication. Uh, fashion is communication uh, in so many ways. Uh, fashion is, a, is is a culture of of like uh, engaging people in, in in like a different way of expressing themselves, etc. So if fashion can trigger this idea of a cool, sustainable lifestyle, <clears throat> then I think this is even a much bigger contribution to the overall development than you know changing changing the the, the product. Um, which has to happen. Um, but I feel like, yeah, um, now at this moment, fashion brands that push sustainability into the mindset of consumers and engage them to become part of a new style of consumption, which we need, is I think one of the most important things.
1: And I think the uh, um, our report will highlight this because uh, there, there are many sort of... Um, uh, points which I think uh, the consumer and the media uh, see very one like one sided. Uh, they are asking for things that brands are not able to give them like immediately. Um, so I think the uh, the report will also like give very good insight for the consumer as well uh, on what type of things to ask. What are because it's all about the good questions. What are the good questions? Uh, because brands are not able to do. Any solid changes uh, and development into the into their uh, communication or or the information that they're putting out, uh, unless they understand exactly w- what interests the consumer. The, yes, there is a lot of EU uh, legislation coming in soon with the green claims and DPP and all of that. But uh, since you know you have to start somewhere, I think that's what the report highlights is like what is the information that we need right now. Uh, And what what brands should be putting out right now? And what are the good questions for the consumer to ask from brands that are not giving the information? Because sustainability is not uh, pretty from all sides. And I feel the conversation a lot in the past years has been just highlighting the pretty stuff and the good things that brands are doing well. I think we need also the kind of the the culture of conversation uh, between the consumer and the brand's. Uh, that, you know, okay, what are the things that you're not doing well for a reason, some reason, one reason or another, and how you communicate those things? And also, how does the con- consumer take them? Because, you know, a brand might have a selection that is mainly done in the EU, uh, produced in the EU, tier one. Uh, but then, you know, there are some product categories that cannot be produced in the EU for, like, we don't have the facilities here. They have to be produced in China for example. And why are they doing this? And if the consumer sees that the production country is in these few products, it is China, I feel that the brands should explain themselves somehow without withholding the the information, because some of them actually just don't tell it right now. And like these are the kind of things that uh, I'm hoping that the report highlights, is how can we start talking about the issues that are still in development, so the consumer doesn't take offense, and just doesn't buy because the product is good or uh, like that's that's the type of things that there's so many interesting things in there <laughs> i'm super super excited about
0: it yeah no me oh uh, i've mentioned that a few times already my excitement about this um one kind of aspect where i feel i mean yeah the, the consumer is is this very important stakeholder that we need to kind of engage with and and should be part of the the, the journey and I mean, before you you mentioned already that, that uh, you have especially a lot of smaller brands um, on your platform. And I feel this is, like you mentioned, a very important target group in the sense of how to develop sustainability because the big corporates are obviously working on some projects we have seen also through platforms like uh, Fashion for Good, um, very interesting kind of prototyping projects, etc., but also, we have not seen really any translation of all this innovation um, into the everyday value chain. It's all still being prototyped, etc. And then if you look at the the medium-sized brands, I mean, in, in Germany, I have quite a good overview. You can see most of them don't have uh, really the means at the moment to to do in this, these experiments and or they are much more bound in their kind of conventional business model. And then if you look at the smaller ones, that's where the really the creative experiments happen in terms of how can we establish different consumption models. uh. I mean, also, I mean, in Berlin now we have like also so many startups that are looking into rental, even into giving, donating in different ways, swapping and and, and like, you know, different approaches to second hand. Um, more uh, kind of uh, emphasized on repairing and and also giving easier access to repairing infrastructure these kind of things are all happening um, and i feel a lot of the power to experiment with this and to hopefully now kind of you know gain so much experience that in five to ten years when hopefully also the bigger industries ready to scale or to to embrace these kind of new consumption models that there is enough experience on on yeah kickstarting it and accelerating uh, the introduction to the to the main market um so yeah um sorry bit of a monologue now but kind of uh, uh, just kind of how i see why ivalo.com has this very interesting spot in the industry at the moment being and stakeholder of being so well targeting the conscious consumer on the one hand and on the other hand, really uh, embracing this, this community of smaller, sustainable fashion brands and, and trying to uplift them through the platform. I mean, obviously, IVLO.com is making money with all of that. This is where kind of the classic business model grabs. But I feel on top of that, it's such a, a multi-purposeful kind of um, um, stakeholder. And 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 I, I hope that we can also kind of that through the report one can see that obviously. Uh, but I really hope, f- first of all, that we can push this position even further. Mm. Um, the business is actually doing ad-
1: really well. That's that's had has been the surprise for uh, like many of us. There, there's a lot of companies that are struggling right now, and
0: uh, yeah, the market for- is. Super fortunately, we mean, are not Germany, one of them
1: because we are on the path. To proving that sustainability is good business, and uh, and uh, all the circular economy business models that you mentioned, um, I mean, yes, uh, s- uh, smaller brands, mid-sized brands, everybody needs to be profitable in order to uh, uphold their business, and I feel that's where we can be a a very good partner and a major player uh, in because we have the insight on on how to how to be these things and how to uh, like strategically uh, choose the sustainability angles that you are um, committing to uh, at this time. And uh, because there's a, there's a lot of things to do so we can give a very short list of, of where to start. I mean, where to continue and what to do like next year. Yeah.
0: Yeah, exactly. And I mean, that's maybe that's kind of to get into a, an end of this uh, uh, lovely conversation, but um, the real content comes next week in the report. So uh, stay tuned. But what I like to kind of finish on maybe a bit is at Studio MMO4, we always try to kind of make people understand that at this moment in time, what we have in terms of sustainable products on the market, if we still call them sustainable in 10 years, um, I I would say possibly not because We don't know really. We haven't gone so deep into the the value chains actually to really go to the points. For example, in general, like just the energy mix of a country like Bangladesh is such an important topic for the overall product footprint, et cetera, et cetera. So I think there's so much still to come that at the moment, strategically, uh, we feel the most important thing is to really... um, identify the brands that are really driven by sustainability and this is where I feel as 360 is very helpful and then help them to gain more market share and by that gain a say in the market eh? by this influencing the market and pushing away the consumption models of the conventionals and opening the market for new obviously products in a one way but I think all of these products at the moment a sustainable fashion product at the moment for me is most of all a messenger for a, a different consumption future and not so much the importance in itself you know how the how the performance of the product is right now um yeah maybe this this is what i would like to kind of finish on as a, a point of view from our side this is why studio mmo4 really is engaged and extremely happy and excited to publish to co also this report and publish it with you um because we feel that is such an strategic, important strategic element to really accelerate um the influence of sustainable fashion into the overall industry. And yeah, maybe you like to comment on this and and also finish with your comment um this podcast, because I would love to give you the last word and and kind of yeah, tease a little bit um also from, from just from your personal point of view. Why one should uh, wait for that report and and uh, stay tuned.
1: Well, all of the things that uh, Evala.com has gathered into this this report, um, we will follow up on these. Um, I feel that this is a a beautiful start uh, of something that will continue on in the future years, and uh, it will give uh, the entire industry uh, a direction. So, so because we need more guidelines we need more uh like um um we need more uh structure to the to the business like we need more follow-ups on you know how the industry is doing in very small details usually a lot of these uh reports are looking at things like from above like from the top level of of you know where the angles are going uh giving trends and and that sort of thing but uh I'm always interested in the details because, and where the details are going because you can have so many different lines pointing into different directions and uh, altogether they will give a big perspective. But in, when you're trying to give uh, a brand actual guidelines, like very um, usable uh, instructions in their everyday lives, you need details. And that's why I f- what I feel that Evola.com is providing with this report now and, and, and in the upcoming years.
0: Thanks so much, dear Uti. That was the final words of somebody who fills in Excel sheets just for fun and for the right results, obviously, that we try to now give back to the sustainable fashion community and really hope for um, yeah, your, your feedback, uh, because we plan to further develop this report year on year now. And very excited to hopefully see you all next week at uh, Seek's Conscious Club. We will have our press conference at um, 11 o'clock on the 16th. And obviously after that, you can also access the report online at some point. And we are happy to provide you with every other information that you might need. Um, Just check out the show notes Um, where you find uh, links that are relevant and in about two weeks time latest you can also find the link to the report there and um, obviously stay tuned follow us Uh, we are uh, basically on every podcast platform available and you can also follow us on Instagram and LinkedIn if you look for 2020 30 or also Studio MM04 thanks a lot